with sound. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we have special guest... Sophia Fregoso. And we're doing the new movie, Spree, directed by Eugene Kotlarenko, starring Joe Carey, Sashir Zamata, and David Arquette. This is a fairly new movie. I think it just released on video on demand platforms like last week, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so this episode is going to be split to non-spoiler and spoiler sections. But Sophia, would you like to give a little summary of the movie? Absolutely. So we follow Joe Carey, a.k.a. Kurt, who is a social media obsessed rideshare driver for an app called Spree. And he's convinced that murder is his ticket to going viral. The kind of sad, kind of funny movie is very quick to turn into this teen slasher when his murder plans don't get him the instant fame he was looking for. So Carmela and Sophia, non-spoiler opinion, what do you guys think of the film? I thought it was pretty fun um i definitely went into it like with very low expectations um i like knew it would be like kind of funny and like very slashery and overall it like did turn out to be a lot funnier than i expected it to be and honestly like the the horror aspect like um surprised me at how like invested i got and how like surprised i was with each like act that preceded it um and it just it was a very like high pay high fast paced movie and it, like i was never bored and i think with this movie it was like pretty unique as well and very unexpected with the way they like produced it um but yeah i think there were some parts of the plot that were a little messy and like maybe the overall messaging was a little lost for me but i definitely was entertained and like honestly a pretty good performance by joe keery i liked it a lot as well i actually like i liked it so much more than i was expecting to um i thought it was really fun even though like it is really dark comedy in a in just in the sense that like people are dying it was really really entertaining to watch um i found myself like getting excited kind of watching these deaths really similar to the way that i get excited over the deaths in like scream movies yeah. um and it was just like i i definitely agree that the messaging was a little off and maybe the director's intent didn't come across exactly the way that he thought it would but if you just look at it as a like surface level again like teen slasher movie it was really really well done yeah i kind of agree with like the message that he was kind of go for and i think we'll go into depth with that just because like this is a very in a sense a fragile movie just because how easy this could be replicated mm. um like how people could find this as inspiration um but we'll talk about that later um my opinion on the film um i liked it i don't know i had really really looks or had really really low expectations like even like before we went to the to the drive-in i was yeah. like straight up like this is gonna be a bad movie like i'm not gonna like it like i was very sourpuss about it watch it <laughs> i know i was like i don't even want to watch this i don't know but um end up watching it it was really fun um and i kept describing this to sophia and carmela like it was a bad good movie but I, can, I can't place why it was a bad, good movie. It was just a movie that, like, I had fun with. Nothing that I'm going to, like, super-duper remember or something that, like, breaks the genre. But it was something that I definitely had fun with and something that, like, it was fun to watch and I don't regret it. Like, I think with 
usual bad movies you watch them and you're like wow i can't believe i watched this dumb film but like with this one <laughs> i was like rental. oh <laughs> <laughs> but with this one it wasn't that bad it was like pretty decent and i actually had fun watching it um but yeah i thought it was pretty good and going into context of like how this could be inspiration to other murders this already happened in real life um with jason dalton who was an uber driver that began killing people while he was taking these rides and like the reason he said he was taking this ride is because the devil made him do it like i think the explanation was like every time he'd hit like pick up someone on his app the sign would turn into a pentagram and <laughs> when he pressed it it'd be like the devil was telling him to kill so it was pretty crazy and like almost like a, a schizophrenic story but i'm sure yeah. he's not i don't i haven't researched him um but yeah but just going through that and like having these movies that have to do with being viral and being famous it's very very fragile because you have these people that want to be famous and do this exact movie or do this exact thing um but with that what do you guys think about like these kind of movies and how the fragileness of it and how is it how this movie was taken care of with it I guess, yeah, with these kinds of movies, like you said, it's very fragile and, like, just overall, this type of movie is, like, basically a satire, um, and it gets pretty tricky with satires, too. Like, I think the last one we might have reviewed was, um, oh my god, the one with freaking the weird reveal with that lady, even though she was marketed all over the place. The Hunt. The Hunt. There you go. So, yeah, that was, like, a, a, another satire that that's messaging kind of got like really lost along the way but overall was very entertaining um but yeah and i think I, a successful satire in my opinion was like jojo rabbit which i think did its job in a way where yeah you like didn't necessarily empathize with like the nazi regime <laughs> but more so like it just you know it ridiculed them in a way that allowed you to empathize with like what you were supposed to empathize with i guess um but yeah like you said with this movie it is like very it's so tricky with the social media thing and and we'll get into it later at how like it got really convoluted um but yeah yeah i guess to you sophia since you kind of understand the question it's more (laughs) of like do you think that this has a lot of potential to be copied and if so did the movie do anything to combat that i mean yes and no so you could argue that anything could be copied, but could it really be tied back to this when there is already kind of real life rideshare murders that you could definitely argue are a lot more serious and could be like more inspirational for someone who's looking to do something like this? Because obviously, I, I think at least maybe it's a little bit naive of me. I don't know. You guys tell me, but I don't think that anybody could truly go viral by murdering people (laughs) and even if someone does attempt to do that i think it's it's pretty quick to i don't know to to like be caught before too many people see it yeah i think the only thing i say like the reason i'm asking it is because like we've had murders been live before not even through uber but like we have i believe there's like a newscast that got murdered on camera while that person was live streaming that facebook video as he killed the news crew um and and the reason why like i asked this if it's it's easy to to replicate because it's almost somewhat relatable like we have streamers now that do whatever they want to stream like bangs and stuff like that 
the reason why I ask it is just because it's so easy to replicate and it's so relatable as regards to like the digital age we have now. And that's why I'm asking you, like, do you think, like, is there, did the movie do a good job of combating that idea or did it strengthen the idea that you could be viral from killing people? No, I think it made it so kind of ridiculous that I, I don't think it could truly, like, I, I don't think anybody would want to be like, uh, yes, Spree inspired me to do this. <laughs> like, if anything, if someone really wants to, like, it's nothing that Spree in particular, I think, had to do too consciously. But if someone wants to point at something as being their source of inspiration, I don't think it's going to be this movie. Yeah, I think Sophia said it right when, she, like, this movie is so exaggerated to the point where it's kind of like, yeah, this is not not a lot of these things are plausible. Like, you could almost say that was, like, a plot hole in the movie. It's like, wouldn't the police have been notified before, <laughs> you know, while he's live streaming, or, like, way early on? But you have, you, like, su- suspend your belief, obviously, for this movie. Um, but, yeah, I think the movie i think did a good job in exaggerating it to the to that point where it almost it's like removed itself from that possibility yeah not to get like too into spoilers or anything just yet but i think this film exists in like a kind of alternative reality where things like this aren't super uncommon um like it definitely seemed like this wasn't exactly a unique idea for joe carey's character and that's why like some of the other characters um, like we'll get into later I'm sure like Bobby Basecamp has told him that like oh things like this are um, like they're supposed to be fake Every no one's gonna believe that this is real because other people have done some similar things before yeah I, I guess that's a good point the sort of like over the top making fun of it so that it doesn't become I guess relatable and, and almost plausible in that sense um, but with that we have Carmela's question was there ever a time slash moment when you personally wanted to become viral or gain a large following on social media? Carmela? Oh no. How do you answer for this question? <laughs> My own question. Um, I don't think I ever had like a super duper desperate like like desire to become viral or famous. Maybe like like a very fleeting thought but like, never like um, so much that I acted upon it or anything. Um, if anything, it's more so like kind of the desire that of it, like for attention that comes with social media. Like maybe I like wanted people to see more of like my stuff or engage more, but never more so like um, like a large following or a virality or anything like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think in this day and age, it's kind of impossible not to walk around caring about the attention that you get from social media posts and personally i mean i like social media a lot i think it's a really interesting tool the way that it's evolved to be used for both like shut up (laughs) (laughs) i I just think it's really cool the way that it's evolved to be used for both like personal connections and it's become like a really great way to market like people's small businesses and everybody for the most part especially right now with everything that's been coming out of quarantine I think a lot of people are starting like small DIY type businesses and especially like TikTok right now is a great way to get those marketed um I I would be lying if I said that like I hadn't hoped that something that I posted would maybe get a lot of attention um but I've never 
like been upset that I didn't go viral or done anything that would be too over the top or something that like would guarantee virality. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Interesting answers from you two. Um, you, I don't know. I think <laughs> you've I murdered think a lot of, of people, right, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I almost think anyone with a social media account wants to become viral, whether or not they like outwardly say it or admit it. I think that's sort of the point with social media is that you kind of want more attention than you're given in real life. I mean, like, <laughs> Carmel's giving me a weird face. But I think with social media, it's attention that you would want. I think it's a lot of people, a lot of people fantasize about is uh, becoming viral and becoming this influencer and essentially just not working a day in your life. I think that's the main goal that a lot of people want with social media is just like having that idea of not working and that's essentially what I only visualize when I, if I were to come viral, is just like the fact that like I could not work and I could just be an influencer, or whatever. And I, of course, like I think about being viral and stuff like that. But I think when it comes to social media, I think everyone has that desire deep down. Like, if that happened to any either one of you, you guys got a million followers, you wouldn't be like complaining about it. You'd be like, oh, okay, I could you know capitalize on this, or I could do this with this. I could show more art to people. Like, I think we have this inner desire to want to become viral, but like obviously it's not something that we truly strive for I, like i don't think any of us is like on it every day trying to figure out what's the next big thing um and i've seen people that kind of like aim for that and aim for that kind of vision um but i think out of the three of us and most people averagely don't want or don't try and this hard to become viral because it's just this weird seeking attention when it comes to social media and i think Social media brings a lot of unwanted and wanted attention when, you know, you post certain things, you make certain things. Um, but, of course, deep down, I think everyone wants to come viral. Like, it'd be great to have Watch With Sound be viral. I mean, like, it's just, <laughs> like, it's just, it's almost like a vision of a success now. Now, Like, I think being viral, being Insta-famous creates this sort of idea of being successful. Like, I think that's why, like, the whole follower count is such a big thing when it comes to posting. Because it's like, oh, how many followers do they have? How many likes do they get? It's like this measurement of success when it comes to this digital age which is so interesting to me and i think um when it comes to that it's like it's almost a sign of success with certain people and that's why people strive to be viral strive to be insta famous try to be influencers because it's almost a measure of like being successful digitally and i think that's why like this movie that's why i asked that question of like if this movie was a, a point of inspiration because it, it almost creates this idea of like you could become viral from doing this horrendous thing regardless if you get good or bad publicity because any publicity is good publicity you guys have anything to say about it? <laughs> I concur <laughs> <laughs> I agree yeah <laughs> yeah it's, you gave us a lot to think about but like overall like I definitely agree with the sentiment of what you're saying because I mean I guess to a certain extent because I, I <laughs> don't think that I, I think that there are people out there who like their lives private um even when they have social media like they there are people that i've met that like truly don't care about their ratios or the amount of likes that they get or what their feed looks like um but like you're you're absolutely right in the sense that i i think most people wouldn't complain if they found social media fame and then didn't have to to worry about a lot of things for as long as they could possibly capitalize on that but if you're insta-famous, are you really living? <laughs> <laughs> I 
live the real life people put your phone down come on yeah. i think that's that's kind of the fault with joe Carey's character too is that he doesn't he's not thinking ahead because if he does find the the virality that he's looking for he's gonna get caught for murdering people <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a lot with people, too. They could be viral, but it's on them to keep that virality Mm -hmm. and almost keep that lifestyle for them to be actually successful in the digital world. I think that's what a lot of people don't kind of figure out is the outcome of being viral and keeping that virality. And if you got to this part of the episode, this is where it's going to be spoilers flying. So we encourage, encourage you to watch the movie first. Come back and listen to this episode. If you want to listen to this for whatever reason, go ahead. But... You are warned, spoilers will be flying. (laughs) So yeah, I just like wanted to talk about um, with what you were saying about how you have to like upkeep the virality um, and these kinds of people aren't aren't thinking about like the future and that's exactly what Joe Curie's character did. He like basically had to intensify each murder as like each passenger came and like honestly it made for like a very entertaining movie and like it yeah like what Sophia said it definitely felt like the screen movies where you were like super excited to like see people get killed yes. like death <laughs> death yes <laughs> but yeah it was like I think those those were like my favorite parts of the movie honestly um and I think that might be why the third act for me fell a little flat towards the end because it was kind of it became more predictable um and it kind of like you know there was no more intrigue or like exciting like moments it was kind of like very it got kind of serious um but yeah what did you guys think about that so i i thought that that part in particular where they are at like the height of everybody's deaths it's so well cast with like these one-off people that are really there for the own or sorry for the sole purposes of dying like they are <laughs> yeah. people who are like really only known for social media like Frankie Grande shows up um, I know that there was somebody that uh, Steph recognized um, I'm not sure entirely who that is and like there's Joshua Valle who is a revelation and he's like <laughs> he's he's such a good satirical version of himself at the height of his vine fame and it's it's so good like the you you almost not that you don't care that they're dying but just their their attitudes towards the people around them like make you almost root for their deaths because mm-hmm. they are not anybody who's like worth saving in the way that um uh Sashir is um what else i I definitely agree that towards the end it definitely does fall a little flat because then he starts getting like, no, I'm, I, I want to do love now. <laughs> when, he, when he's he's no longer like, even though he's still chasing that fame, at this point in the movie, he's in like the the hundreds of thousands of digits where where his followers are at and where his viewership is at. So he he has that audience and he's struggling to, I think he's struggling to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely where it gets a little bit messy. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, like all the social media like presence here, like with the influence and stuff, mm-hmm. is very funny. And I think I personally don't know most of these people, but I'm sure like if someone watching this, be like, oh hey, that's Frankie Grau, that's someone, someone, that's yeah. someone, someone. 
would have such a fun time watching this film and, and have like a little Easter egg reaction to it that they, oh, I didn't know this person was in this film. And then see them get killed, <laughs> see yeah. them get, you know, see how they act and stuff like that. But I want to comment on the unique film style that this movie did. I think, uh, especially when it comes to these kind of movies that try to film differently in a different style, I think it was kind of effective with this one. I think it used uh, its medium pretty well. So with this one, you have uh, these cameras that are placed on Joe Keery's windows. You have cell phone cameras and you have, you know, security cameras and stuff like that to tell that story. And I think it's it's a very unique way of telling the story and also showing the story, which is really, really interesting to see. Because I know at one point, right before Joe Keery's going to kill someone, um, he doesn't because the camera isn't facing him. So he fixes it every time before he kills her. And I think that kind of speaks upon, like, the commentary of making this viral kill and making this, like, kill noticed and add this attention that everyone wants to see. And I think that part in particular was so interesting to me because it connected to his want of attention and his want of virality. So just to comment on that, what do you guys think of how this movie was filmed and how it used its medium to its advantage? I think it was really unique and like I personally haven't seen any of those movies that sort of utilize a type of this technique like searching is that the one you guys saw um, yeah searching used uh like a laptop screen yeah. and like the laptop cameras and stuff like that yeah unfriended was a really similar one oh, yeah, as well yeah. but searching was significantly more effective <laughs> even though it was the exact same medium oh wow yeah I I it kind of like encouraged this movie kind of encouraged me to kind of watch those types of movies just to see how like um how well they could tell the story and honestly yeah this was like very different for what I, from what i've ever seen before and i like the use of like the modern technology and it was really effective when it came to like putting you into the role as like both the viewer and like the content creator as joe kiri himself um and yeah i just like thought it was very effective and even though we saw it at like a drive-in so you could like you had more of a hard time seeing it um i was still like pretty engaged because it was something that i was like accustomed to seeing every day you know and like something that i like you automatically fixate on honestly yeah i agree completely i was really uh actually apprehensive about the way that this movie was filmed because just based on the movie poster I thought it was going to be kind of like searching or unfriended except from the perspective of a phone screen um so definitely took a little bit to get used to because you're only ever seeing it from either um like a twitch stream or the gopro or like josh has a security camera um and all of these different mediums so the the screen size kinds of kind of changes a lot more than I expected it to um but it definitely, I, I thought it was really, really effective in a way that I was not anticipating. Like, I did not think I was going to like the way that it was filmed at all when it first started. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn it, it's going to be <laughs> all from the perspective of this phone. But then you start seeing him, like Josh said, you see him adjust the camera. And then um, you see, like, all of the, the comments going on the live streams. And it was so, like, I, I want to see it again just so I can pause it every time and, yeah. and see if I'm missing anything in those comments because um, it was really really cool getting that like kind of real life perspective I guess mm -hmm. yeah because I, I watch like Twitch streams and like I watch Instagram lives and stuff like that and it was funny seeing these comments and what they said <laughs> and like how they implement that as a, a angle and, and putting that uh, attribute into this film was really unique and interesting um, not to mention that, like, it used, like, all that mediums, like, the, the camera and the phones and stuff mediums 
to its full potential. Like even mm-hmm. at the part where I think Joe Carey is going through social media, like you, you could see each video and it tells a story with that video from that social media, from that profile, from you know the comedian's perspective on things, and then like it uses that as well to like other people's phones and what they do and how they reveal themselves as kind of being creepy and also also kind of like revealing their true nature of their selves. Um, and it's just a fun way to look at and just watch because like I was reading the comments and it was like, oh, this is fake, this is fake. And it was fun to watch and see that. Um, but going into that, I wanted to talk about the characters in the film, um, a.k.a. Joe Carey and the final first final black girl that we might have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe that's Sashir, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Zamata. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about, you know, Joe Carey's acting and, and how he sort of became like, I know they talked about it in the Q&A that we watched. He talks about how he wanted it to be kind of like American Psycho and Christian Bale's kind of fall into being psychotic. And I think Joe Carey's character and his acting was actually pretty good, especially coming off of just what Stranger Things. Like, it's going to definitely change the way people look at him in this movie. And I think it's really funny on how he was able to have this downward spiral in this movie and become someone so different from what he started with. Um, like I believe one of you guys said like oh I'm trying to be loved now and like, <laughs> it was sort of like a, a show of his psychoticness <laughs> yeah. and him being like like come on like can you see I'm doing good now it's kind of like this weird like idea of I'm doing good but like being crazy at the same time yeah I totally agree like I think this movie really showed his like acting chops to me personally because the only thing I've seen him in is Stranger Things um, and in that show he's really only playing one type of character he does have like a character arc and a transformation but not significant enough to like change his acting or show me more range but yeah this movie definitely showed me like his capabilities as an actor and i'm like definitely excited to see like what else he does in the future um but yeah i think he really like embodied like the desperate earnestness that um these types of people who want to go viral that they possess um and at the q a it was just kind of sad to hear like how they researched these people and actually like compiled like a playlist of videos and sent them to joe Keery to study but i mean it was very effective and he like you know all in all like performed like it very well but yeah what do you guys think about that I was actually going to mention that, um, but before I go into that, do you want to talk about how you feel about Joe Carey and the final black girl actor, or the actors that were in the movie? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was really cool, because I was not expecting there to be a final girl. I was like very much, just with everything that we had already seen, I was... I had already like let go of any um, attachments that I had to these characters, yeah. because I fully expected just everyone to die. Um so it was really cool that this girl who's trying so hard to to be good in a in this era of social media um i think it was actually kind of symbolic the way that when she decides to take her break from social media you could almost argue that that's what saved her yeah and why like she was kept alive at the very end um I think it definitely would have been incredibly tone deaf for a black girl to be murdered by a white man. (laughs) Um, But I thought she was she was a really great final girl. Yeah. Then tapping into the question of the research they had to do. So like 
we were in the Q&A and the director and Joe Keery and David Arquette were on the Q&A section and they were talking about how they had to research this stuff. And essentially the director said like, oh, we looked up videos of these kind of people that are trying to essentially get famous and essentially do the same thing that Joe Carey did. And in my eyes, that's kind of fucked up because like <laughs> you have these people who are actually trying to, I guess, not be viral, but essentially try to put something out there, regardless if they're going to be viral or not. And it just sucks that they, they deem these people as losers and kind of uh, a bad inspiration to be famous and essentially almost make fun of them. And it, it was kind of fucked up to, to hear that. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I guess they the, those people will never know who, like, <laughs> who that they were making fun of. But it's still kind of messed up, and I think it, it was. A, they actually didn't have to t- tell that to us. They didn't have to no, say that. Honestly, they yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was in my eyes. It's like, wow, that's kind of fucked up to me. Yeah, there are. I mean, for me personally, I definitely think that the desperation that Joe Carey is portraying is something that he did not necessarily need to do that kind of research on. Even though that's obviously <laughs> what the director pushed on him, like. I think most people know what a, a desperate person on social media sounds like, even if you've never actually seen one. Like when he's going around, and he's like, "Hey, here's my app. I follow back, follow for follow." Like he's he's so desperate, but you, I don't think that he needed to necessarily like bring other people down. Um, he definitely, the director, I mean, pointed out that some of the videos he was looking at and some of the people he drew a lot of inspiration from are specifically people who are giving others tips on social media fame and how to make content and put things out there when they themselves don't have that platform and they don't have the views or anything to give them any credibility and those are the people that he I think was was tearing down the hardest and it made me really really sad (laughs) yeah I feel like there's like a lot of versions of those types of people as well I like have seen um, people in real life try to be like those like i don't even know what to call them life life gurus or like you know people who like vloggers yeah kind of like that where they themselves are like still working on themselves i guess and like especially if you know them personally um it's not that they're not not qualified to do that it's just kind of like really obvious that they're using this thing to like kind of figure out their own situation as opposed to solving other people's situations um but yeah it's just really sad (laughs) and it just (laughs) reminded me of that too i was like man there's like so many types of people who are like out there like kind of behaving in a similar way and they really didn't need to use that as a character study in my opinion um I think. And they're just sitting there laughing. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of really sad and uncomfortable to watch, like, the director kind of explain himself, um, which kind of, like, turned me off from the director, honestly. <laughs> um, but, you know, Joe Keery's performance <laughs> overall was was great. <laughs> and with that, what do you guys think of the ending? Along with that, what do you guys think about, like, the message and what it was trying to say at the end? Um, so they did kind of touch on the message a little bit in the Q&A, and that almost ruined it for me, <laughs> because when I was watching this movie, I was not looking for any kind of a deeper meaning. Um, I realized very early on that this was going to be like a, f- a fun, very surface level slasher movie. And when 
I heard the director kind of talking about how uh, like millennials are so obsessed with social media they're so obsessed with their phones they spend too much time on their phones it just made me think that he's like just another cranky old boomer who doesn't get it and uh, like I don't know I I was like just like Carmela said very turned off from the director for those comments um, I don't necessarily think that there should have been any kind of a deeper meaning to it other than just like the dangers of trying to do the the next craziest thing that's going to get you um social media fame like one of the things that it uh reminded me of was those people i think last year there was a group of kids who started um what do you call it like tampering with items at grocery stores like where they were opening ice cream cartons and licking them and then putting them back or um i saw someone do something with something from the pantry section i don't remember what it was but they they did something gross where they like spit in something and then they put it back um and then obviously like that gained such viral social media backlash but other people did it because it was also giving them the social media numbers that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of touches on the dangers of that, but the director wanted it to be the dangers of social media as a whole. Yeah. And that's where he lost me. <laughs> I think it's interesting, too. You mentioned, like, the people that licked the ice cream, put it back, spit and whatever. Like, they end up being in jail. They ended up serving time. Do they, they end really? up like. They, some yeah, some of them yeah. actually, because it's public safety. They're endangering uh, other people's lives. I mean, to be fair, uh, just because I looked into it a little bit further than I think most people did, there was a couple of those kids that knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to make viral content that would go viral kind of for the wrong reasons, but they walked around with those receipts for those items that they uh, that they tampered with in their wallets or on their person, so that way if they were approached by, uh, by police officers or whatever they could show them like no i i know it looks like i did that but i didn't actually do this i after i put it back i actually bought the item i didn't leave it for somebody else so Hmm. so those people who kind of started the trend did not get in a ton of trouble for it but everybody who followed after you could i would definitely say that they are to blame for all of the the recreators that uh that weren't as consider <laughs> so bobby base camp was right it all has to be fake to be famous Dang. i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Carmela? um i don't know i felt yeah kind of empty at the end because <laughs> yeah it was like i understood this like commentary on like social media and its dangers and like going viral and like the attention and how like you're actually a very lonely person if you're like seeking attention you should work on yourself not your follower count kind of like message um but yeah what you said it when the director tried to (laughs) explain like his idea for this movie it kind of reminded me of like you know the idea for the rental where it was like hey you know what it sounds kind of dangerous right now (laughs) social media (laughs) airbnb (laughs) i don't know what's like the thing i can like pop like possibly sell to like i don't know the next studio that'll that it'll like what's it called relate to a bunch of people and that's what it kind of sounded like to me like the script wasn't like i mean not the script the story wasn't of course founded on like something deeper than he probably made it out to be 
I'm just glad that the director didn't come up and say, you're going to think next time you Lyft, right? You're going to think the next time you Uber. You're going to think the next time you Airbnb. <laughs> like, freaking the rental. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of get what you guys are saying with the director being like, get off social media, you millennials. Maybe look at the sky sometime. Yeah, they mentioned something like, oh, raise your hand if you spend too much time on your phone. And like... <laughs> Uh, like Joe Keery almost you could tell that he he didn't really want to but everyone else was so like, like yeah I guess but everyone else it was it's just annoying when people brag on social media and I'm getting really tired <laughs> I don't know I'm I like turned the other cheek and just hope that he was talking about like the dangers of social media with how people try to be viral the way that they kind of treat it as this other escaping mechanism for their lives and stuff like that and i'm just taking it as that um but i think also it commentates on like the people that do stupid shit to be famous and i hate seeing these people trend the people that like kind of bother other people to be famous like it was just so annoying to see those people Logan Paul. <laughs> it's so annoying to see these people try and build off like annoying people and inconveniencing people's days because it's just like I don't know, you could have been doing something else with your time, doing something else with that person, not, like, ruining their day. Because I think uh, at the end of the day, you're just looking like an asshole, and it's not something that you should be grateful for or not something you should be, like, happy about. Um, but it's just, like, I don't know. It just gets tiresome, like, seeing these these people create content and that content being famous and that content being recreated that kind of, like, hurt people's lives and hurt how they live. It just kind of sucks sometimes. Um, that's kind of like what I got from him and kind of how like the idea of social media becoming this tool that's poisonous to people. I, I'm just pretending that's all he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also it's annoying for me, too, because especially uh, right now in these mm. in the time of covid where people cannot go to movie theaters, people watch movie trailers on social media it's Twitter, it's YouTube, it's Facebook, it's Instagram. Like, that's how you market everything. Without social media, you would not have had a platform to market your movie. And that's just, like, my problem with it is that they they want to talk about the dangers of social media and not acknowledge that it's a very integral part of the way that they do business. That's a good point. I didn't, it's kind of like them kind of being hypocrites for it. Um, and it's also kind of funny too that you mentioned their marketing because they have like um, his what's his name Bobby is his real name uh, Bobby Basecamp or Joe Curry's Joe character? Curry's character Kurt, Kurt? oh Kurt. yeah um, this is Kurt from Kurt's World he actually made they actually made like yeah. a real Instagram account so you could look him up like I think it's like Kurt's World or something mm-hmm. like that it's and that's a, a great way to market yeah exactly <laughs> but it's kind of weird that he's like uh, don't do that <laughs> yeah so it's kind of weird that he kind of like went back on his word um, but. Do you guys think this was a necessary movie for the times? In what sense necessary? I don't know. <laughs> Carmelo asked it. I didn't, I didn't get it down. Carmelo asked it. I guess I'm asking, like, um, I guess it was a leading question because I personally do not feel like it was necessary. <laughs> um, I guess I'll answer this question. Um, I don't think this was necessary because I think it's something that everyone kind of already knows like the dangers of then they're we're all like fu- fully aware of it's not some like if this was like the advent of social media and this movie came out i would understand <laughs> but it's 2020 we're literally on all on our phones they did not know covid would happen i grant them that but you know like 
I feel like the peak of like the influencer age has like come and like I think it's on like a downward spiral at this point um if anything it's just transformed but I really don't think that this warning was like really necessary or this kind of message was like oh yeah guys beware of social media it's like okay guys like I uh, we already know this like yeah <laughs> What do you yeah, think? I agree 100%. Um, it was cool just in the sense of trying to tell uh, a horror movie from a different perspective and having a unique way of um, being able to film for the reason of like the plot that they picked and the story that they wrote. But as far as it being necessary to warn kids about the, the usage of social media and warn against trying to, to go viral on Instagram or Twitter or whatever... It, it definitely is not, I think, going to serve as a warning. Yeah, I think, you, you I, especially you, Sophia, kind of mentioned it a lot about how, like, it's just a tired old song of, like, get off social media, get off your phones, this, we, we, kind of like that, <laughs> that commentary of people using social media excessively and using their phones excessively. It's a very tired, tired complaint. And at this point, like, y- you got to live with it or not. Like, <laughs> get off the pot or piss in it. Like, it's just, like, a really, really, like... <laughs> It's a really tired old saying, and I think like <laughs> I think the only reason why <laughs> I just have a visual now. <laughs> no, it's so funny to me that I like this is stupid, but I just really like the way that you get little little um, common sayings just a teeny bit wrong. I know because I'm flustered, so like I'm just gonna say it. No, but it's so precious. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, it's just like a. <laughs> just a very tired complaint but then when it comes to like the idea of this movie when it comes to how it's filmed how it uses social media as a a platform to tell a story um i think it's a really great way to tell a story in a really great way um it was filmed i just think we we should just not go to the q a's anymore i think that's (laughs) that's our main problem our move our like opinions get ruined when we go to the q a's like if we don't like it we're gonna hate it after the q a (laughs) because we're gonna find out why we didn't like it even more but yeah, I would like to specifically blame this particular ArcLight oh commentator, I guess, because prior to the drive-ins, I've never had an issue with Q and A's ever. Even if they don't this necessarily live up to my expectations, and I'm kind of disappointed with it, this particular moderator is <laughs> is just not good, and I just I, I I don't know why this is the only guy that they're using. There has to be someone else available. <laughs> You hear that, Arclight? Sophia is calling for the termination oh of the interview God, no, during the this pandemic time. Fire him now, okay. says Sophia. He deserves a job. He's just not here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, this guy's... I, I don't think that the, the chances of this guy listening are very high. I'm very sorry that I'm so critical. He's like but our you, number it, one listener. You have this platform. You need to do better. Um, I was thinking about commenting on this moderator. Um, I, I didn't think that we would. I felt bad (laughs) that we would call for his termination because I personally also felt that way. Um, ever since the rental, when he made the comparison of the rental to Parasite, he proved that he is not qualified to be there. And that is the story of three angry people <laughs> who will no longer attend the Q&As at the Arclight Drive-Ins. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Just the Q&A. How do you get the Q&As, essentially? Yeah, we were building off of your question about... Oh, right, like, my question. Well. <laughs> 
Um, you know, I have nothing else to say. What do you have to, what's the <laughs> next topic, Josh? <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all you got. If you guys want to wrap it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and this has been our episode on Spree, whether or not we were very critical on the Q&A moderator. But thank you all for listening. Um, it was a good, bad movie, in my opinion. Um, definitely something that more people should check out. I know if you got to the end, you probably watched it, but... It was a good, it was a decent movie. It was fine. It was fun. It was cool to watch. Um, it definitely was a unique te- storytelling experience. Um, and just thank you all for listening to this episode. This has been Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me at The Space Wolf on Instagram. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at CatMellow. I'm Sophia. My handle is Sophia.Fregoso. And you could follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if you like us, you know, you like our episode, maybe give us a little rate or review or something. We could really appreciate that, especially if you're listening on Apple Music. That's definitely a platform we could um, benefit from you giving your opinion about us. Only if it's good. If it's negative, don't say anything. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> thank, you for all, thank you all for listening, and keep on watching.